Brooke Pryor, you're our reporter on the Steelers beat. And so we come to you today with the very important question. When do you first remember hearing the phrase, fire Canada? Oh man, Izzy, that is a great question because I feel like it is just a part of my everyday life now and I don't know a time before it. The first time would probably be during Ben Roethlisberger's last season when the offense just wasn't looking how they wanted it to look in Ben's final season. And so there was a struggle. Do you blame the franchise quarterback or do you blame the new offensive coordinator? And I think we all know which way the fans went. Yeah, so it's not unusual for fans to express their dislike for a player or a coach or even an owner publicly. But this has made the rounds everywhere, hasn't it? What makes this situation so different? Well, it started out as very much a Steelers, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, three years ago when people were frustrated with Matt Canada's offense, particularly Steelers fans. And in the years since, it's really grown to become a national phenomenon. And the there was a loud chant actually earlier this season at PPG Paints Arena that's not where the Steelers play. That's where the Pittsburgh Penguins had their season opener, and there was a stadium-wide Fire Canada chant there. It's also happened at the Pat McAfee Show on location, not just in Columbus, which is near Pittsburgh, but all the way out in Utah. Hold up, Alex. Hold up. This is in Utah. Signs at wrestling events. It has something that has taken over the nation. It's become not just a point of frustration for Steelers fans, but a nationwide inside joke for fans that seems to forget there's a human being at the center of all of this. Any sports fan can empathize with the desire to complain about their favorite team's coaching. I mean, who among us hasn't hopped on social media to criticize a play call or in-game strategy? But in the case of offensive coordinator Matt Canada, Steelers fans have taken this to a whole new level. And now, fans from other teams have started to pile on too. So with the Steelers offense ripe for dissection on Thursday Night Football tonight, our Steelers beat reporter, Brooke Pryor, is here to explain how Fire Canada got started in the first place. The ways a particular fan psychology, unique to Pittsburgh, supercharged this movement, and why the fun and games may have gone too far. I'm Israel Gutierrez. It's Thursday, November 2nd. This is ESPN Day. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code DAILY. That's code DAILY. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, 
Experience it live. So, Brooke, before we get into how it's become a part of every fan base's life almost, we need to start with the man at the center of this Steelers firestorm. Talk to me about the human being. Who is Matt Canada? Well, Matt Canada is an offensive coordinator now for the Pittsburgh Steelers, as we know, but he's from New Palestine, uh, Indiana, and he really made his mark in coaching in the college area. He had coached at places like NC State, Pitt, LSU, and led some really prolific offenses. And he really became known to the Steelers staff during his time at Pitt, where he was the offensive coordinator briefly for now Steelers quarterback, Kenny Pickett. Mm. And because of that connection, he was able to kind of get his foot in the door with the Steelers first as the quarterback's coach in 2020 before he was then promoted to offensive coordinator in 2021. You know, I think there were people that were really excited about what he could do to the Steelers' offense because, as we know, the Steelers are an old-school organization. They do things the way they've always been done. And as the game has evolved and become a very offensive-heavy type of organization and league, uh, the Steelers have still relied on their identity being very much a defensive team. And so the thought was, well, maybe Matt Canada will come in here and infuse this offense with the things that have worked in college. They had a first-round quarterback in Kenny Pickett that Matt Canada knows very well. And maybe the two of them together could have a successful marriage and bring the Steelers' offense into the 2020s. When you talk about an offensive identity, usually that comes with maybe some fireworks, maybe some fun. But... Tell me about what this Matt Canada offense has looked like, because obviously the Steelers' offense hasn't been what the fans wanted under Canada. If it looks like fireworks, it is fireworks on a rainy night when (laughs) they are just not able to launch and they kind of fizzle out and you have to cancel the fireworks show. The Steelers have posted fewer than 400 yards of offense in 55 consecutive games. Wow. That does predate Matt Canada going back to when Randy Feekner was the offensive coordinator, but it ties the 2006 to 2010 San Francisco 49ers for the second longest streak of sub 400 yard games. Canada's offenses have also only scored 30 points or more twice in three seasons. This has to be particularly frustrating for a franchise that is very successful for a team that finds a way to eke out games despite it. So are there any sort of particularly ugly on the field moments that kind of illustrate the challenges they've had? I mean, you could pull up any any game and any moment where there's been a jet sweep because often it's not successful. There are many throws <laughs> that are short of the sticks on third down, even fourth down. But it's also important to note that it's not all Matt Canada. There's not an extra hashtag that says maybe it's Kenny Pickett too. (laughs) But, you know, the last game when they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, the game plan looked pretty good. There were good uh, intermediate throws dialed up on the opening series and that opening series script that has been so often talked about as not producing any points. And they just didn't execute. And yet the blame publicly that fans are assigning is all going to offensive coordinator Matt Canada. Okay, Brooke, those are the circumstances around this. But when did that frustration turn into an actual slogan? Well, 
there was a Fire Canada chant during the Steelers-Browns Monday night game that the Steelers ended up winning, but there was an in-stadium chant, Hmm. and there have been several in-stadium chants since then. But the moment that really showed me that this has jumped the shark and that signaled to a lot of people that this has spread beyond the bounds of Pittsburgh and beyond the bounds of the Steelers fan base was after that first game on September 24th, a fan went to the Commanders-Bills game and brought with him a Fire Canada sign. He held it up, he was sitting in the end zone, and it went viral on Twitter because the Steelers are not playing at FedEx Field. They are all the way across the country getting ready to take on the Raiders in Sunday night football at that point. And yet this fan, his name is Zach Gazelle. He is 23 years old. He lives in Southern Maryland. His friends are Commanders fans. He said, hey, I'll tag along. And he told me afterward, he went to Walmart. They were out of most white poster boards. So he bought the last trifold white triptych that was in stock and also bought a piece of lime green poster board, Hmm. went home, scribbled Fire Canada on it in big, bold, sharpie letters, And he and his friend went to a tailgate the next morning and stood on a table holding these signs. And even funnier, his friend is in a commander's jersey holding up a Fire Canada sign. (laughs) And of course, they were the talk of the tailgates and the talk of the game and the talk of Twitter for the afternoon. Okay, so Brooke, not only is that a little bit confusing because you've got a game that doesn't involve the Steelers and you've got fans of other teams also holding up a sign that says Fire Canada, but how did things pick up steam from there? You know, it's one of those things that once you start noticing it, it's everywhere. There was a sign at an all-elite wrestling uh, match in Stockton, California, Also in that time is when the Penguins had their season opener at PPG Paints Arena, and there were chants there. And then the moment that I realized that this is more than just a couple fans here and there being very well-placed was when I saw a Zillow listing that a friend sent me (laughs) who is house hunting in Pittsburgh's North Hills. And in that listing, there are several shots at Matt Canada and the Steelers' offense, this Pittsburgh realtor decided to throw in some of his own creativity into a listing about a house and said, you can use the wood-burning fireplace in the family room to keep warm as you watch Matt Canada and the Steelers score 12 points a game. (laughs) He goes on to describe some of the features in the house, and then he ended it with this. Many updates, including new roof, windows, and AC, have occurred over the past several years, making sure you'll love this home almost as much as the Steelers love the jet sweep. (laughs) I don't think a fan base understands the jet sweep more than the Pittsburgh Steelers do. This is kind of where the Fire Matt Canada movement becomes something a little special, doesn't it? Because it's one thing for fans at Steelers home games or even other sporting events, right, to show their frustration. But how do you explain the movement having life in places like Zillow that have absolutely nothing to do with sports or the Steelers? It shows to me the width and the breadth, I guess, of this fan base.
when the steel industry collapsed and it sent workers who had been living in Pittsburgh across the country, they found new places to work and they brought their identity as a Pittsburgher and also as a Steelers fan to this new city. They said the one thing that really made them happy and brought them joy and brought them unity were the Steelers of the 1970s. And so that's what created this fervent fan base. And that then in turn spread it across the country. And then in a situation like this, where the fan base is unhappy with the offensive coordinator, it's not just a Pittsburgh thing. It becomes a nationwide thing because of the sheer volume of fans that are out there. And then the other piece of it that I thought was really interesting in talking with former Steelers, some social psychologist fans, is the part where we need to acknowledge that Matt Canada has a unique and very memeable and very chantable name. <laughs> and it's through no fault of his own. It's his family name. It also happens to be a country. Yes. It also happens to be a South Park meme, Lame <laughs> yes. Canada, that they have now co-opted into Fire Canada. But one player I talked with said, yeah, you know, it doesn't hit the same as if you're chanting Fire Smith or right. Fire Johnson. But Brooke, I know you uncovered more on how the psychology of Steelers fans in particular was also driving this. And we'll get into that after the break. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, Brooke, this is such an interesting relationship between the Steelers and their fan base because it's a deep-rooted love for this team. And therefore, when things don't go to their liking, the hate that comes through seems to be just as strong. Can you sort of explain that phenomenon for us? Yeah, that to me is one of the most interesting things I found in my research and in talking with these social psychologists is Robert Fisher and one of his doctoral students they primarily study, uh, they do consumer research and look at the way that consumers respond to brands and firms. And they coined this term called the love becomes hate effect. Mm -hmm. 
that's when, particularly when they look at consumerism, when there is a lot of brand loyalty for a company and they love the quality of a product and they think it's great, when that company puts out something that they feel falls short of what they expect, the backlash is swift and it is severe. And that especially applies to the Steelers because they have won so much because of the success that they had in the 1970s and the Super Bowls that they won with Ben Roethlisberger later on in the 2000s. This is something that this team has won so much that its fans feel like, hey, there is a certain level of expectation in Pittsburgh. And if you are not hitting it, we are upset with you. That's what's happened here is that They are not winning Super Bowls. They are not even winning playoff games. And in the regular season, they're not winning very many games in a way that this fan base would like to see. Their offense is letting them down and they're going to let people know about it. And by the way, why specifically Matt Canada? One of the social psychologists I talked to, uh, Dan Wan, said, hey, this is because fans don't want to blame the players. When they, he said, never say never, but when fans identify with a team, the players are part of that team. The coaching staff is often considered outside. They are not as much a part of the team as the players. And head coaches, some of them are considered Teflon. Uh, Mike Tomlin would be considered one of those, although the opinion of Steelers fans is very much different from the national opinion of Mike Tomlin. Many do not like him, but still the criticism often falls on assistants versus head coaches versus players of the team. And in this case, because they're not going to get mad at the defense or defensive coordinator Terrell Austin, while there may be some frustration and some movements on social media, some tweets here and there, they've still kind of universally decided The offensive coordinator is the problem here, and we are going to make him the scapegoat. But there's also a chain of command here, right, Brooke? I mean, you've got the owner and Art Rooney, you've got the GM and Omar Khan, and you've got Mike Tomlin, who all are involved in the decision-making to potentially hire an offensive coordinator. So the ire being pointed directly at Matt Canada seems a little unfair, but I did want to ask you, what has Matt Canada said about this, if anything? Well, First of all, yes, it's incredibly unfair. Matt Canada himself, though, at the beginning, he did acknowledge it. He was very much in line with what Mike Tomlin said after the booze in the Monday night football game. I appreciate their passion. Um, I share their passion. We all do. We want them to be fat and sassy and spoiled. It is our job. Mike Tomlin very much said it's within the fans' rights to boo. And that is what Matt Canada said, too, initially. The fans want us to win. They want us to play better. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with their passion and those things. And obviously, we're not running away from it. We expect to be better. We're going to be better. So we'll continue to work. and We'll get it right. We'll get it better. And I firmly believe. In the week since then, though, he has become much more terse and does not want to talk about it, which is understandable. This man is being dragged through the mud partially because this offense is not playing well, right? We have to acknowledge that, that he has not done a good job. But there is no nuance to a social media movement or to a nationwide movement that revolves around firing the offensive coordinator. But there was a moment in his press conference this week leading up to the Thursday night game 
where you can kind of see he he does notice that these chants are happening and that these movements on social media are happening when there was an iPhone on top of a mic stand in front of him. The mic stand itself is very wobbly and the iPhone fell off and he said, it wasn't me. And he reached down to pick it up. And as he picked it up, he said, I didn't touch that. (laughs) Somehow somebody will find a way to say I did. (laughs) But somehow someone will say I did. Oh, wow. (laughs) And... You know, it's those little moments where you give him credit for having a sense of humor about it. At the same time, you have to feel for this guy, right? I mean, I talked with Todd Haley. I talked with Trey Essex, who is a former Steeler. I talked with some fans about it too. And there is an element of this where people have forgotten that there is a human being at the center of these chants, that he has now become a sympathetic figure because of how much people are piling on. There were cookie cakes being sold at a local grocery store chain here in Pittsburgh that said Fire Canada. They are no longer being sold. I checked into that. But this guy, you know, one thing that that Trey Essex said to me that I thought was really poignant is, I hope he does not have kids in school in Pittsburgh. I hope that his family doesn't have to hear this. Uh, He does not have school-aged children, but it's still something that, affects them. Yeah, it's one thing to compartmentalize from entitled fans or maybe some media that are being particularly harsh on you. And in Matt Canada's situation, you would have to avoid almost all forms of media or entertainment to not see him getting roasted by fans everywhere. Do you feel like maybe he has had success in compartmentalizing or have you seen any sort of effect on him besides that one moment at the press conference? Yes, you can compartmentalize some of it. You can do things to purposefully avoid seeing the criticism and the viral hashtag and all of that. You know, you don't have a Twitter account. You don't read the paper. And by that, one of the examples that we discussed was there was a burner account that was created Uh, It was also after the Texans' loss that was made to appear as if it were Matt Canada's Twitter burner. Uh, This person, whoever was running it, was replying to tweets that criticized Canada and were written in his voice defending him. Uh, There was a fan that tweeted out a screenshot that was supposedly the recovery email made to look like it could have potentially been Matt Canada at Steelers.com. But by the way, that's not how the Steelers form their emails. It's not Steelers.com. And at the moment, it seemed like, hey, this has become a really personal thing. This feels like it's on the verge of trying to dox this man to make his life a living hell more so than just a criticism of his job. And things like that, You know, Matt Canada said in the press conference the week after that he's aware of things that are being said because the Steelers PR team tells him what's going on before he steps up to the podium. So he knows what might be asked, but it's still, it's hard to insulate yourself when it feels like you are taking fire from every single direction. So on that same note, I'm curious if there are things that Steelers fans could do to sort of course correct here and make life a little bit easier on Matt Canada, even if they still aren't happy with his performance. Well, for one thing, some of the fans I talked to said, especially one man, the the man who lives in Cincinnati, who ironically is a journalism professor, he tweets a photo of himself with a Fire Canada sign every single week. He said that... 
he, A, will stop tweeting these things once the offense scores 30 points a game. And also, he draws the line at things that involve personal threats. Anything causing harm. He does tweet out his photo. He has his full name. He has his place of employment, all of the above on social media. So I credit him for that. But I asked him, do you have anonymity with that? I mean, you do put your your face out there. Do you have any semblance of anonymity? And he said, yes, because I'm not worried about running into Matt Canada at the grocery store because he lives in Cincinnati. And I said, well, what if you did run into him at the grocery store? What would you do? And he said, well, I would ignore him. And if that's not the quintessential social media experience and explains why people say things on social media that they wouldn't say in real life, I I don't know what else is. What fans can do, I think, is look at the Steelers from a nuanced perspective. And I know that that feels like I am screaming into the void as much as they are. But I think it is being a smart fan and realizing, hey, maybe some of this is on Kenny Pickett for not completing the passes that Matt Canada is drawing up. Dial back the tweets, dial back the the chance. It's one thing to generically boo the entire offense as it's coming off the field. It's another thing when you start targeting specific people, especially if there are other factors going on that are not directly his fault. I think it's just remembering that there is a person at the root of all of this. As one fan said, maybe there's going to be a time when Matt Canada becomes synonymous with bad offense. He doesn't deserve that. Nobody deserves that. There are too many other things at play. Matt Canada is not throwing the football. He is not trying to catch the football. He's calling the plays. Not all of them are good. Certainly not the 50th and 51st jet sweep are good. But there's more going on than just the offensive coordinator. So, Brooke, it clearly sounds like you would like to retire Fire Canada for good. But give me some actual reasons why the fans should just give up on this, at least for the rest of this season. Let's be honest. The Steelers, Art Rooney, Mike Tomlin, Omar Khan, hearing another Fire Canada chant is not going to be the thing that makes them say, hey, you're right, we should fire the offensive coordinator. Matt Canada is coaching in the last year of his contract. The Steelers are not an organization that fires people in the middle of their contracts. It is very rare. It's certainly not going to happen after a bye week. That's not how they operate. But I also understand that fans want to feel like they have control, that they want to express their outrage with this when love becomes hate effect. They want to feel like they have a say in something that gives them an identity. But the reality is they don't. If Matt Canada is not retained after the season, it will not be because of the chance they're not going to. Well, fans will always consider themselves influencers in situations like this. But Brooke, I have one burning question still surrounding this Fire Canada meme. Luke O'Brien, the realtor with the brilliant listing. Did it sell? Well, not only has it not sold, the price was reduced on Monday. (laughs) In fact, when I called Luke, he said that I was the only person to mention the lines in that listing to him. 
And I said, well, why do you think that is? I would think this would drum up a ton of attention and get this house moving, get it off the market. And he said that he thinks maybe it was too obvious for the intended audience that, hey, this guy's speaking the truth. There's nothing to see here. So if you want a house in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, uh, there's a great one that's (laughs) on the market uh, and it's at a good price. Well, never before did I think a sports meme would have this level of depth to it. But thank you for all your insight, Brooke. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm Israel Gutierrez. This has been ESPN Daily. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.